It's June, so many of you are probably getting your team ready for the fall semester. Maybe you've lost some folks and are hiring. Maybe you've already been through the hiring process and are thinking about how to best onboard your new members. But even if your team is fully intact from the spring semester, you're going to want to invest in that team so they don't abandon you to the great resignation. Today, we're going to talk about how you can build a stronger team that's set up for success, both for you and your students. So stay tuned. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. Now, we're still in the midst of the great resignation or reshuffle or whatever you want to call it. You might have already had folks in your department leave. If that's true, question, how challenging was it for you to balance their work while you were searching for their replacement? That is, if you got to replace them. Whether you're doing the work of an extra person for a few months or indefinitely, that's added stress on you and your team that might make more folks think about walking out the door. In fact, maybe you're one of those folks thinking about leaving. Whether you're onboarding new folks or just trying to integrate that extra load with your current team, you need to invest in that team to both increase productivity and avoid losing more people. Now, if you've been lucky enough to avoid losing anyone recently, how likely do you think that is to stay that way? If you're not sure, let's talk about the environment at work and your institution. In a recent survey by Cornerstone and Aleutian, 69% of HR specialists in higher ed said they had difficulty retaining top staff members. That's almost 70%. They also found that 41% of institutions reported an above-average turnover rate for staff. That's bad news for higher ed in general, but if you're one of those institutions, there's a good chance it's going to impact you directly. Now, I want to clarify that I'm not judging you in the slightest, whether you've lost staff members or not. I know everyone out there is just doing the best they can right now and probably wishing they had the energy to do more. But given how stressful things have been lately for everyone, and the great resignation, what's happening in your environment is going to directly impact your team. That includes how productive they are and whether they decide to stay on that team. If the current culture isn't one focused on employee engagement and well-being, you're going to run into problems with both. Many things at your institution may seem out of your control. So what can you do as a supervisor to create a winning team a team that people will want to stay on. Here are three things that you can control that will invest in your team's success. Number one, create opportunities for professional development. We've talked about employee engagement before, 
So the idea that employees want development opportunities shouldn't be a foreign one. Q6 of Gallup's Employment Engagement Survey is, there is someone at work who encourages my development. Q11 is, in the last six months, someone at work has talked to me about my progress. And finally, Q12 is, in this last year, I have had opportunities to learn and grow. That means three of the 12 questions on this survey are specifically about development opportunities. To hammer that in, Gallup did a survey with Amazon in 2021 and found that 57% of U.S. workers want to update their skills. Even more importantly, 48% would consider switching their jobs to do so. When they looked at workers aged 18 to 24, that age group considers upskilling more important than other benefits like retirement, sick leave, parental leave, life insurance, and vacation. And even among workers aged 55 and up, 53% said upskilling is very or extremely important. Basically, that means if you're not providing opportunities for your team to grow and develop, there's a good chance they'll find somewhere else where they can. The added stress of COVID in higher ed has meant all too often that these developmental opportunities have taken a backseat to other priorities. But this isn't sustainable. There are already discussions going on in organizations like ACPA, NASPA, and across higher ed about how to keep people from leaving the field. So as a supervisor, the more opportunities you can provide your team for growth and development, the more likely you'll retain them and increase their engagement. The second thing you can do is developing better teamwork strategies. You've all seen the motivational and often cliche posters about teamwork. And if all it took was a poster to make our teams work more effectively, we'd be set. But unfortunately, supervisors don't always know how to get their team to work together in a way that brings out the best of that team. Part of this stems from the third thing we're going to talk about in a minute, but the problem is that right now, most teams are simply functioning as individuals who happen to work in the same location. Sure, you may collaborate with these people. You probably have endless discussions and meetings about your department or how you can best support your students. But if your team doesn't have a framework for maximizing their performance in respect to the other team members, your team isn't being as effective as it could be. So what's the key to better teamwork? This probably won't surprise you, but it's strengths awareness. When people understand their strengths, they form better partnerships with those around them. Those partnerships build strong teams, and strong teams are more productive and engaged. When your team members know and value each other's strengths, they can better relate to one another, avoid those conflicts that take up so much of your time and energy, and create a more positive environment where everyone can thrive. Now, ironically, the best way to improve your teamwork is to start with the individuals on your team. Of course, I'm a huge fan of using Clifton Strengths to do this. It is a powerful framework that gives you and your team a common language to better describe, communicate with, and understand one another. And when team members know and understand the talents of everyone on that team, they start to see the connections between those strengths and individuals' behaviors. 
That also means your team will be able to see the connections between people's strengths and how to be more successful, both as individuals and as a team. That framework also allows you and your team to better plan, strategize, and direct your actions so your team is not just producing more, but the quality of what they produce is higher. The third thing you can do is improving your management skills. The last of the three things I want to talk to you about today is really focused on you or possibly other members of your team if they happen to supervise others. You probably already know this, but most supervisors are never given training on how to actually supervise people. This is a huge problem because managers control about 70% of the variation in team engagement. No matter how well intentioned you may be, your team will pay the price if you don't know what you're supposed to do to manage your team's performance, increase employee engagement, or develop your team. Now, this actually ties back into the first things we discussed. Gallup has found that only one in three managers strongly agree that they've had opportunities to grow and develop this year. So back to Q6. Only 30% of managers strongly agree that someone at work encourages their development. Again, it's been an incredibly stressful time in higher ed, so many of you have probably felt that it was selfish or a waste of your limited resources to, quote unquote, treat yourself to developmental opportunities. But nothing could be further from the truth. The more you know about supervising and the more skills you develop, about supervising, the better off your team will be. Strong managers reduce turnover more effectively than any other thing in your organization. Prior to the pandemic, Gallup found that it would take a pay increase of about 20% to get employees to leave a manager who creates an environment focused on employee engagement. When you're thinking about how to best retain your valuable team members, investing in your own skills and knowledge is one of the best ways to keep your people where they are. That's both true for you and anyone on your team that manages other people. So there you have it. Three ways you can build a winning team, one where people want to stay and are maximizing their performance. And as much as we want to focus on students, we have to remember that the bedrock of their success is you and your team's well-being. And if you and your team don't get the support and development opportunities you need, it's eventually going to negatively impact student success, and that means student engagement and retention. So as you're prepping for the fall, you need to make sure that you've left enough space and resources to invest in yourself and your team. And until next time, stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go.
One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th. Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.